So now that you're aware of the journey and now that you've experienced this for yourself, you have that proof. The last step is to make this permanent. Because as I mentioned with my own story, going through that media scandal, when I finally just dropped everything, when I finally let go and experienced this state of abundance, I had this glimpse that, whoa, scarcity is not my default. I've been telling myself a lie here. What happened immediately after is that all of the thoughts, beliefs, and assumptions that were still buried in my subconscious emerged and took over again. And this is most likely what happened to you here. You're aware of it all. You're consciously aware of it. We went through that in the first section. You have the proof. You've experienced this for yourself in the second section. But most likely, what happened immediately after that guided release? Your subconscious took over and things went back to how they were. And here you are, aware of it all. You have the proof, but it's not permanent yet. And this is crucial to understand. Letting go of what you're consciously aware of for example, what you're presently experiencing works to give you proof. Okay, it works to give you the proof necessary that, hey, this is the journey. Abundance is your default. It helps with buy-in. It helps you commit. However, that assumption of scarcity and a lot of the things that are built on it and reinforcing it are still buried and are still active in your subconscious mind. And if you want to make this permanent, you also need to dig all of that up and let go of it. Okay, you also need to dig up and let go of everything that's in your subconscious. So let's start here by defining it. What is the subconscious mind? And if you take your mind in its entirety, you can split it into two parts. Okay, there's the conscious mind here, and this is everything that you're aware of right now. If you're watching this video, you're aware of me, you're aware of what I'm saying, you're aware of your thoughts, your surroundings, everything you're aware of right now, that's your conscious, okay? Your subconscious is simply everything that you're not aware of right now. For example, if I ask you, um, what did you eat for dinner yesterday? Now you're aware of it, but where was it before? Buried in your subconscious. If I ask you, what did you eat for dinner the day before yesterday? <gasps> now you remember, You're like, oh, I ate this, this, this. But a second ago, you didn't. A second ago, you were not aware of it. Where was that in your subconscious? Okay, so just view it that way. Conscious mind, everything you're aware of right now. Subconscious, everything you're not aware of right now. A uh, metaphor that people like to use to illustrate this is um, the iceberg. So if you view this as an iceberg, you have the part up here, conscious mind, which is, again, massive generalization here, but let's just say 10% of your mind. That's the part that's above the surface, and your subconscious is the other 90% that remains unseen beneath the surface. Okay, And uh, the reason for this split is that if you had to be conscious of everything at all times, you wouldn't be able to function, you wouldn't be able to survive. So for example, if you continuously had to be aware of, let's just say, keeping your heart beating, okay? Me delivering this information right now, if I also had to monitor my heartbeat, keep on beating, keep on beating, or monitor uh, me digesting my food, or my body temperature, or just every little motor function, 
or be aware of my memories or past experiences or beliefs, all of that at the same time, guess what? I wouldn't be able to deliver this content. Okay, I wouldn't be able to function. And for the sake of survival, what happens here is that your subconscious will take over all of those things. Okay, it'll take over anything that basically interferes with the conscious mind. Anything that interferes right now with me delivering this information to you. It'll take over all automatic aspects of living, all habits, all body functions. It'll take over anything that is learned, okay, skills that you've acquired. It'll take over past experiences, memories, beliefs, etc. All of that is stored in your subconscious. And not just that, and this is key, it'll also take over anything that you can't or won't face about yourself. Anything that is a threat to your conscious mind, including, I'll just put it all down here, bad memories, traumatic upsets and experiences, uh, blame, grudges, anger, resentment, unresolved wounds, beliefs and assumptions about what you deserve, don't deserve, about what your default is, anything basically that is unacceptable, thoughts, emotions, personality traits, etc. All of that is also banished in your subconscious mind. Okay, so it's not just anything that's automatic. Like if you think something long enough, your subconscious will take it over. It's also all the shit. All the shit you just don't want to think about um, that's basically a threat to you. And what's important to understand here is that we think that by banishing all of this, really at the bottom of your subconscious, just stuffing it down there, that it'll disappear and just be gone for good. But in reality, it doesn't. Okay, there's nowhere for any of that to go. It's still in your mind. And what you're doing is you're simply placing all of that outside of your awareness. Okay, and as we've previously discussed, whatever you resist persists. So by pretending it's not there, you're resisting it and you keep it there. And all of that is still active as well. Okay, just because you've pushed it away or kept it out of sight or denied its existence does not mean that it's gone anywhere and it does not mean that it's not still active. Okay, remember this, every unconscious thought is active whether you're aware of it or not. And not only is all of this active, but as we previously covered, the mind is repetitive and cyclical, meaning that it's active, but it's also on repeat. And the longer this has been on repeat, the stronger it's become. Okay, the more momentum there is, the more charge there is behind it all. So the more you stuff something down and the longer you just kept it down there, just trying to deny its existence, pretend it's not a part of you, the more it's been amplified. And this is the reason that for the most part, we are controlled by our subconscious mind. That's the one calling the shots. It's not the conscious, it's the subconscious. And this is why it's not permanent yet. Okay, because your subconscious is at the cause here. So this takes us even deeper where getting to the cause is letting go of that assumption of scarcity and everything that's built on it and reinforcing it and getting to the cause of that is digging up and letting go of everything 
that's in your subconscious mind. And we're not taught about this. No one tells us about this. We're not aware of this. Okay, and this can be dangerous because you don't know what's down here. So you don't even know what's affecting you or how it's affecting you. And uh, this is the reason, as a little side note, why we have self-destructive tendencies, you know, because if you actually think about it, if you are 100% conscious, you would not consciously choose to do something that is self-destructive unless you didn't know about it. Like you were missing some information. You're like, oh, I'm going to do this, but you would never purposely do something that is self-destructive. Where does that come from? Your subconscious. Okay. Um, and this is also why it's so hard for us to change um, because we fail to get to the cause. You know, we fail to address the subconscious. So many people want to change, but because they're not taught about this, they don't know how this all works and they don't know that guess what? If your subconscious believes one thing, for example, about what you deserve and you consciously want something else, which one's going to win? The 10% or the 90%? The 90%. The subconscious is at the cause. The subconscious is calling the shots. If you want to get in shape, you want to make money, you want a healthy relationship. I mean, who doesn't? Consciously, we all want that. You'll see it all the time. New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve resolution. Let me get in shape. You know what? This is the year. How many times have you told yourself that? This is the year I'm going to get in shape. This is the year it's all going to change. This is the year. You know what? I'm just going to get my life together and uh, you do it. You consciously commit to it for a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks. And uh, you try to willpower your way there. You're like, let's do this. Let's fucking do this. And then what happens after one, two, three weeks, maybe a month, your subconscious pulls you right back. I deserve to be happy. I want to be happy. No, you don't. Hold right back. I deserve to be successful. I want to be successful. I want to make money. You don't deserve that. I want to be healthy. You don't deserve that. And uh, you just keep getting pulled back. And I'm sure you've experienced this, this pull. You, no matter how hard you try, no matter how much willpower, how much effort, you just keep being pulled back and you're stuck in this holding pattern. And uh, you feel trapped. You feel frustrated. You're like, why is it that every year I I want to change consciously, but I don't because you didn't get to the cause. Okay. Consciously you want all of those things, but not subconsciously and your subconscious always wins no matter how hard you try to bullshit it. Remember this, you can't bullshit your subconscious. That's a lot of um, self-help techniques or self-help advice. It's like, well, you consciously want to get in shape. Uh, what are some techniques you can try to do to bullshit your subconscious that, that doesn't want this? It's not about bullshitting it. It's about addressing it. How to get to the cause. If you try to bullshit it, you're tweaking the effects because the conscious is not at the cause here. Okay. You think you have free will, but only to the extent that your subconscious lets you. If you subconsciously don't believe you deserve something, you're not going to get it. And this is what played a big part, uh, for example, in terms of me getting back in shape. As you saw that picture um, right after the media scandal where I just put on a lot of weight. I lost it, obviously, by 
learning how to be present in my body and aware of the different sensations, but I also lost it because I got to the cause. Subconsciously, I didn't think that I deserved to be healthy. You know, the self-concept that I had, subconsciously, the image of myself was the destructive artist. And if I'm the destructive artist, how can the destructive artist be healthy? It goes against the image. It goes against that self-concept. So no matter how hard I would try, because I've tried plenty of times in the past, I would do these little sprints. You know, one month, um, I'd develop willpower, I'd get all the habits in place, maybe even two, three months. And I'd get a little bit healthy and then eventually fall off the fucking wagon. And it's only until I get to the cause and I'm like, whoa, let's change this self-concept here. Then now it's just effortless. You know, the same with different relationships. Um, every time a relationship just went too well or was a little too smooth, too nice, I was like, you know what? I don't deserve this. Let's do something to create some drama. I couldn't endure the relationship going well or with money. You'd make a little bit of money, a little bit more, and eventually that's more than you deserve. And then you'll start doing these weird um, things where you just spend too much. And you'll rationalize it, you'll have your excuses, but you'll just be pulled back. If this is what you deserve, you'll never go above it. The same with success. Things go a little too well, you self-sabotage. You know, you want to be happy if subconsciously you're like, nope, you're gonna find a way to not be happy, no matter how hard you try, because you never get to the cause. And there are often rifts between the subconscious and the conscious. Um, and again, it causes a lot of frustration and confusion. If you take love and relationships, for example, consciously, like me, I would think, hey, I want a really nice relationship, no drama, subconsciously I don't. Or people have this sometimes where, I mean, you hear it all the time, um, you know, I just want um, a relationship with someone who just loves me and respects me and just doesn't cheat on me, yet every time that person's partner cheats on them. Subconsciously, maybe their definition of love is abandonment or cheating. Consciously, I don't want that. Subconsciously, it'll always win. Okay, and the big one here, of course, is the consciously, right now, you believe your default is abundance. You even have the proof, but not subconsciously. At least not yet, okay? And uh, to get to the cause here, you need to address your subconscious, and that's how you make this all permanent, which is, of course, easier said than done, okay? As you'll see, your subconscious here is the biggest obstacle and uh, lastly, just to make it clear here too, um, although once you understand this, you're like, oh my God, the subconscious mind, it's horrible. Um, no, okay, like the subconscious mind itself isn't bad. As I mentioned before, without it, we wouldn't be able to function, we wouldn't be able to survive. However, it's just that we're unaware of how this works and uh, that is the problem. It's not the subconscious mind, so we're unaware of how it works and uh, because we're unaware of how this all works, what happens is that things that we don't like end up in there and those things end up running us. So the key here is to tune into that and let go of it.